Well, kia ora, hello and welcome to the Coast Vineyard Podcast. Whether you're a regular or a first-time listener, it's so good to have you listening in. We hope and pray that wherever you may find yourself at today, that the message that you're about to hear would be helpful for your journey of faith. So without further ado, let's get into this week's message. Well, hey everybody, yep, it's me again, I'm back, uh, changed my hoodie, changed my location, just wanted to spend some time uh, having a little pastoral chat this morning. It's uh, our seventh Sunday since lockdown began, uh, seven, and uh, as well, this last week has been Mental Health uh, Awareness Week, and from plenty of places, people have been encouraging us, check in, like, with your mental health, are you doing okay? Uh, and for those of us in lockdown and in, you know in Auckland, um, you know we are under more strain than usual, and you know far more vulnerable to having our mental health uh, suffer. I know that for me this week wasn't that great. Been a bit more challenging than others. A uh, couple of things over the week, and uh, one day in particular was just odd. I just felt really down, uh, and you know the day before I felt okay. The day after I felt okay. Just that one particular day. I know that for my wife Jacinda, she got a uh, a phone call through the week, and it was just after we'd heard that, you know, we had that high number of cases in Auckland, and a friend called just just after and said, "Hey, just calling, you know, how are you doing?" And my wife just Jacinda, she just burst into tears. You know, it's just uh, we're under pressure. These are tough times, and so I just wanted to give some pastoral advice today. I know that for many people, they are wondering, like, does does the Bible have anything to say about our mental health? Does uh, is is our faith uh, is it any help for us? Um, you know, I pray, and it's still hard. Like, I I've given my life to God, but I still have times where I'm, I'm depressed. And um, so, I'm just going to give us some wisdom out of the scriptures uh, today, pastoral wisdom that. Um, there's no magic bullet when it comes to our mental health, but here's some things that if you can take some of these away and start putting them into your life, like things will be better, guaranteed. All right. So Paul the Apostle says this, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7. He says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. And this whole thing of a sound mind, you know, people have... Uh, translated the, those scriptures uh, by saying it's sound mind, self-control, self-discipline, sensibilities, a, a quietness of mind, a, a peaceable enjoyment of ourselves, a sober, solid thinking mind. And you know, when you read that verse, a lot of people think of that that first part. It's like, yeah, we haven't got a spirit of fear. Yeah, let's kick that fear out. But this whole thing of a of a sound mind, he's given us a spirit of a sound mind. It's just so so important. I mean, we needed a sound mind even before COVID. You know, we there were stats out like one in seven people in New Zealand will experience clinical depression in their lifetimes. That's a medical diagnosis saying that your mental health is in trouble and many more of us will experience uh, times when we we just know that our headspace isn't what it needs to be you know we need a sound mind obviously add covid to this whole thing and many of us are we're men- feeling mentally fragile you know it may be you're experiencing things just like lethargy or finding it hard to focus or maybe feelings of uh, alienation isolation loneliness anxiety 
You know, there was a recent survey that I heard of in the States where they were, it said that 42% of people are saying that anxiety is affecting their key relationships in their life. They're saying that 35% were saying that loneliness is affecting their relationships. Depression and addiction is growing. You know, we need a spirit of a sound mind. And I know that for many of us, you know, we, we know that everything's not right. Um, you know, whether it's anxiety, depression, loneliness, stress, grief, uh, maybe toxic thoughts, maybe just feeling unclean in our mind. Now, there was a book that was written a couple of years ago by a lady called Amy um, Morin. And the name of the book is 13 Things That Mentally Strong People Don't Do. And it's so 13 things that mentally strong people don't do. So that's these things. If they, they looked at a people that they decided were mentally strong and they realized, oh, this, they just don't do these things. They were things like don't waste time feeling sorry for yourself and you know, don't resent other people's success. You know, don't worry about pleasing everyone. Well, it's interesting, you know, that book's two years old now. The Bible <laughs> has a lot to say about what mentally healthy people don't do and was saying it a long time before Amy's book. Uh, let's read again what Paul the Apostle says, Ephesians 4. Again, it's all about our thinking. You know, you often think that the Bible is teaching us all about what we should do, how we should behave, but there's so much to say about our minds and our thinking. Listen to this, Ephesians 4, 17. So I tell you this, and insist on it in the Lord. That's interesting, eh? Insist on it in the Lord. That you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the futility of their thinking their thinking they are darkened in their understanding and separated from the life of God because of the ignorance that is in them due to the hardening of their hearts having lost all sensitivity they have given themselves over to a sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity and they are full of greed that however is not the way of life you learned when you heard about Christ and were taught in him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus you were taught with regard to your former way of life, to put off your old self, which is being corrupted by its deceitful desires, to be made new in the attitude of your minds, and to put on the new self, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. You know, what grows in our thoughts grows in our lives. How's this one for you? Our meditation determines our destination. Yeah, I know, I'm getting all Pentecostal on you. Hey, look, so we're so grateful for the studies that are being done, scientific studies that are helping us understand our brains. And, it's, and the, everything's saying is that when we think something, a neural pathway gets connected, you know, in our brains, and it just makes it easier next time to think about that same thing. And that's how habits are formed. And... So that's why our thoughts are so key to who we are in our lives and what, and what our brain is becoming and where it's going. The Bible just has so much to say about our minds. Again, Romans chapter 8, verse 5. Those who live according to the flesh, and I'll tell you what flesh means in a minute, have their minds set on what the flesh desires. But those who live in accordance with the Spirit have their minds set on what the Spirit desires. Now, when he's talking about flesh here, he's not talking about you know skin and and you know muscle and stuff. It means the old way of thinking and living before we chose life in Christ. 
And then it goes on after that to say the mind governed by the flesh is death, but the mind governed by the spirit is life and peace. The mind. Going back to Ephesians chapter 4, Paul says, I'm insisting on this. Did you see that? I'm insisting on this. He doesn't say that too often in his letters. Be made new in the attitude of your minds. I'm insisting on this. This is what you've been taught. Be made new in the attitude of your minds. In Colossians 3, he says this, Set your minds on the things above, not on earthly things. He is committed and to like having everybody like work on what you're thinking about because he knows that what you think about affects who you are and where you go in life. He's saying set your mind on the things of God it leads to life. So here's some of the things we shouldn't be fixing our minds on. Your problems. Don't. <laughs> here's some more things. Other people's problems. Don't set your mind on those things. Don't set your mind on people who disagree with you. Don't set your mind on your past mistakes. Don't set your mind on how people treat you badly. Don't set your mind on the things that you've lost over this tricky time with lockdowns and everything. Don't set your mind on your grief, the things you've missed out on. Not, don't set your mind on the uncertainties of the future. Don't set your mind on how well other people are doing compared to you. Set your mind on the things of God. Because people says when we set our minds on those other things, he says it darkens our understanding and it separates us from the life of God due to the hardening of our hearts. So we set our minds on those things that aren't things of God, darkens our understanding, hardens our hearts. And those things are all things of the flesh and they lead us away from life. And we're not to set our mind on those things. You know, they'll lead to like a fractured mind, a a squeezing of our mental health leads to a lack of resilience, a fragile mind, and eventually can lead to a depraved mind. That's what the Bible says. There's a path that takes us down. We focus all the time on the things of the flesh and not on the things of God. We can lose all our sensibilities and sensitivities to God. That's what the Bible teaches us. In James chapter 1, James talks about how a double-minded person should not expect anything from God when they ask for wisdom. Double-minded. And the word there, it, it can be translated like two-souled, two, two souls. You know, it's a mind that hasn't said, I am God's, I am yours, I'm following your ways. Paul, you know, he, he says, I insist on this. Strong language. Be made new in the attitude of your mind. Put on the new self. Don't stay in the futility of your own thinking. Why so strong language? He knows that our thoughts shape our lives. He knows that wrong thinking will ruin us. So here's my encouragement to you today. Spend time thinking about what you are thinking about. Spend some time thinking about what you were thinking about. I know it's hard in this world of amusement. Well, we've got an uh, amusement park in our smartphone, don't we? Where 
And you know, amusement, the word amusement, it means pleasurable diversion. And it comes from an old word from, you know, English word back, you know, three or four hundred years ago, amuse, which means uh, diversion of the attention. Basically means stop thinking. <laughs> you stop thinking. You, you go for amusement, you're stopping thinking. You know, I've been seeing a, a counsellor over the last uh, little while and uh, he's helping me not be diverted from thinking about the right things. He's been saying like, you know, he's been helping me with that. God's people are invited to fill their minds with all that flows from the heart of God. Again, Philippians 4, 8, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think about those things. If you're thinking like, oh, how do I think about the things of God? Well, all of those things flow from the heart of God. Noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. Gratitude, which we heard earlier on today, how uh, the Bible has been inviting us into that for centuries to be people of gratitude. And the medical profession are just now figuring out, oh, this actually is really helpful for our mental well-being. Fill your minds. Fill your minds with the things of God. Take time just to go for a walk or to sit outside or in somewhere quiet and just ask God to speak to you. And then just as, as best you can, still your heart and mind and allow Him to speak His words of encouragement and strength and healing, comfort. He may speak words that will convict you of sin. And that can only be a good thing because it will prompt you to let go of things that you're doing or to start doing things that you should be that you're not. Allow God to speak words of peace into your anxiety. You know, last weekend, I was out um, getting some fresh air in a place I hadn't really been before. And um, I didn't see this guy, but this guy came up behind me and before I even knew he was there, just started yelling at me, like yelling at me, like, get out of here, get out of here. Like, and I was just like, I didn't see him coming, so I didn't have the chance to get ready. And I don't know, you know, like whenever anything happens like that, it's like fight or flight, right? So I kind of just got like, ah, I just couldn't believe what was happening. You know, like I don't want to be, I don't, I don't like, I don't want to be bullied, but I, you know, um, I'm not, just, you know, don't want to roll over under this sort of verbal assault. Uh, but I, at the same time, I was just like, oh, what the hell? I was so stunned. I just stood there <laughs> and just like looked at him, and and eventually he just went off and started yelling at someone else. So, but it's, it was just a crazy thing. It, it's like it landed on my soul, like it may. Have, been like almost a spiritual attack and you know the next day I was out doing gardening that's my space where I'm trying to get out fresh air do something a little bit uh, different um, and uh, time in doing that is when I pray and it was just but I just kept thinking about this guy it was just bugging me so much why am I and then I'm started thinking like start to thinking about what I'm thinking why am I thinking about this so much and uh, this is what I was thinking. I was thinking, like, 
what if I went over to his house at night time and let all his tires down and put a note on his windscreen and said, like, stop yelling at people? I'm thinking, like, where'd that come from? Like, why am I such a mean guy? Like, obviously, it's just a thought. Um, but I'm thinking, where did that come from? And, like, it came from that same place that you guys go when you watch a movie and the bad guy gets smashed at the end and you're cheering. You know, like, you know, that's, you know where that comes from. That's what that is. It's like this thing of like, that's not okay. And then God just said to me in the midst of that, he said, this is an invitation for you to grow a kind heart. To choose grace. Let's feel the Lord say, like, maybe his life was falling apart. He just doesn't know how to deal with it. I'm like, oh. And God said to me, he says, remember my word? I said, pray for those that persecute you. I'm like, oh. So I did. And as I just pressed into kindness and um, and praying f for this guy, I just peace came and um, and it just stopped bugging me anymore. And we need to renew our minds. We need to have certain thoughts that just can't get past the bouncer on the door of our minds. Get out, you know. You shall not pass. You know, there's obviously when it comes to our thoughts that we don't want to let in. There's the big ones that the Bible talks about, and uh, you know, sexual immorality thoughts. But it's so much more than that. It's it's jealousy, it's greed, it's feeling ungrateful, it's contempt for people, hatred, it's plotting deceit or lies. So, friends, we need. To make some changes with the way we think so we can begin to live in this changed world and the world has changed but we need to be able to live in this world with a renewed mind of peace of wisdom encouragement strength and health in our minds so if you're wrestling mentally if things are hard listen to paul and where Paul says, like, I insist that you do this. Be made new in the attitude of your minds. I, of course, there's a lot of things we need to help us in this. Uh, you know, rest. I've written a few down. Rest, eat well, exercise, see a professional if needed, like either a counselor, a therapist, a doctor. Take medication if it's prescribed. Get into community. Uh, I've heard that people's mental well-being is five to ten times better when they have great connections around them in community. Get people around you that are, that are thinking healthy. Read good stuff. Limit your media entertainment, and of course, you know, read the scriptures, worship. Just do everything. <laughs> you know, mental health matters. So we need to do whatever it takes to have a healthy and a sound mind. And God has given us the spirit of a sound mind to work alongside us and with us in this so that'll do that's a big amen it has been great having you watch today so everybody out there stay connected keep caring for each other god bless you with his mercy and his presence and his peace and we will see you next week Well, thanks again for tuning in to today's message. We hope and pray that it's been most helpful. 
If you're keen to find out more about us as a church whānau, you're welcome to go to coast.org.nz or of course we'd love to meet you in person. We meet at 10am at Aurewa College on the beautiful Hibiscus Coast and you're more than welcome. Be blessed and have a great day.